Hello, and welcome to a more perfect podcast. On this episode, we have our first guest, Andrew, and he's going to be talking with us about a variety of topics ranging from immigration to the recent Representative Cummings scandal. He totally got the grill, grilled like like those burgers you get at um, at Sonny's and, and the pork you get at Sonny's. You get, like, th- that's him right now, okay? Um, <laughs> and we got a safe third country agreement with Guatemala. So, Andrew, can you tell us something about what happened with Representative Cummings <laughs> over this past weekend or Monday, I think? Oh, this man, this man's whole career is gone now. Turn into a real meme if I say so myself. How is it? Um, how how is it destroyed? <laughs> I mean, it's not literally. He'll probably still be a career politician like they always are. Probably. I mean, uh, he's he's been serving his district for decades. But yeah. Um, I I just mean I, I I don't I don't think he'd be taken seriously a lot anymore by a lot of people. Because he just kind of you know he he uh, he started losing the argument, so he busted out that uh, that age old device. The race card. The race card. Not oh, to be no. confused with the race car, like NASCAR. The one true race. <laughs> the one true race. Yes. He was. He was attacked over the weekend. Not like literally with like guns. Um, like that one representative was at um at the baseball game. Like oh, yeah, a the year. Bur- when the Bernie Sanders ago. supporter was. Like walked up to the baseball field he was on, just having a nice recreational fun time, and then he yeah. got shot. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad. Was, I can't think of that guy's yeah, name, it's, but yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I, I can't really think. Of Luckily, that. he survived. But he totally survived. I think he's serving in Congress. He, he is. Yeah, at least if I remember correctly. Yeah, he got attacked via tweet. And the worst kind of attack. The the worst kind of attack, and not just any tweet, but by Donald Trump's Twitter, which right. means. A million people are gonna see it in the first second, and people's jobs are paid, and people's careers are formed on this Twitter feed. Okay, this is this is the future. Okay, we are living in 2019, where one man's Twitter feed can affect the world. So he got attacked on Twitter, and Trump called his district a rat-infested district, a and, and also quote the worst in the entire U.S. Yeah. Like, if, if you look at the images, people, and if you look at the video footage, too, um, like, it's, it's just terrible, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, I, I, I don't, I personally think the only inaccuracy is it's the worst. I, I think, honestly, Detroit might be the worst actual thing in the entire U.S. Yeah. Whatever, whoever owns, whoever represents that district should be disappointed in themselves but his well I can tell you who yeah. it's, it's 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 Democrats well yes but yeah and Democrats uh, also are in Chicago and well California's you know like the deep blue sea unless you go north and then they're like what do you mean we're arguably more red than most other states yeah yeah exactly um I feel bad for those poor people anyway yeah, yeah bad um but like if, if you notice a trend here um, let's just take uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. How like like you like you know how bad they are right now? Yeah, you know, uh, people people literally uh, having a, a funnel dump up in the street, and then uh, heroin <laughs> needles literally being passed out because they find it easier to just 
let them safely have their addiction than try to help them break the addiction. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're being handed out. They're basically funding drug addictions. Um, it cost over like $100,000, and that's like the lowest um, to rent an apartment in San Francisco. It's trash. Mm-hmm. But San Francisco, Chicago, also run by Democrats, gun violence out the window. Okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then let's go to um, Representative Cummings District, so that's Baltimore, um, city of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And his district covered, like, children are sleeping in their own poop. It's it's really bad. It's bad. It's, I mean, like, I mean, it would be one thing if it wasn't the United States, which, I'm not saying it's not bad, but the South American countries... They just don't have the same standards of living as, as we do, and it's it's bad anywhere you look at it because but, because there are people too. But this is the United States, us having the ability, to, fix this, having the funding, the resources. I mean, we're the greatest nation in the history of the world. Well, yeah, and to go back to what you said about South America too, what's sad is even though they have a general lower standard of living, in most places they don't have that kind of problem anyway. Their problem is strictly like drug related and cartel related but Mm -hmm. then you come to places like Baltimore and San Francisco and and even Detroit for example where people are uh, homelessness is rampant you know there's people who are literally given drugs by the government yeah there are people sleeping in poop literally doing it on the street you know these are these are things that are honestly I would claim even worse than most third world countries yeah yeah even I mean, the standards of hygiene, we could have, this is this is even more of a critical issue for everyone listening mm-hmm. um, to us, is that the hygiene, I, I watched a show recently called The Hot Zone, and it told the tale of the Ebola outbreak. Oh yeah, dramatization of the Ebola outbreak. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, yeah we, we had an Ebola outbreak here, either in the 80s or 90s, and the fact that I can even not know that not know the specific date shows that you know they were pretty successful um they stopped ebola like and it has they it's found, gotten 97 percent. they found the ceo of ebola <laughs> they found the ceo of ebola and they were like dog stop stop and he was like okay it, it, exactly well so they stopped ebola and it was spawned in this African nation, I don't remember, but it was, it was, some African nations are pretty great, but others are pretty bad. I mean, e- I mean, honestly, even to an extent, some of the countries that are really good in Africa all have their own problems from different things, you know, I mean, everywhere has their own issues. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and claim that we, we don't even, but it, it's really bad in a lot of places. Yeah. Well, kind of sad. Well, this place, like, and the fact that I can make this comparison is even sadder. This place in Africa, it's a very poor country. Don't know which country, but it originated from that country. The country has a deep mistrust in doctors, and the government spends money on other things other than hygiene. So their hygiene's really really bad. Oh yeah, and, he, and they claim Ebola is like a cross of multiple diseases that slowly over time molded themselves into Ebola mm-hmm. because of how bad their hygiene was and mm-hmm. it spread so quickly that 
it started rapidly evolving until it hit what we now know as Ebola. And yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and you take these hygienes, and then if we don't have hygiene, I don't think germs discriminate against country borders. So what, what I'm trying to say here is we have the chance that some horrible new disease will culminate itself among the feces, the drugs, the blood, Everything. human sewage. They're in danger every single second that they have that sewage on their streets, every single second they don't disinfect, that they harbor um, that they harbor these drug addicted facilities like we can't have that and that's what Democrats do every time they run a place is they run it to the ground yeah I mean yeah because they what they try to do is usually they run out they run out businesses like what like Detroit for example what really happened in Detroit was all the automobile manufacturers were pushed were pushed out by yeah. uh, city officials and even the state of Michigan they were like leave because we're going to increase your taxes we're going to make you pay more and they're like well we'll just go to another state and then detroit became in literally like the i think i think the joke is that like in a week detroit went from the biggest and most ex extravagant city in america to literally a ghost town yeah because all the workers left those who didn't were poor because they had no jobs literally not a single job mm-hmm Buildings were abandoned in droves. Like these are these are it's not. Decrepit. Yeah, they're not like, like houses were abandoned because entire families left. But not only they that, have to. but like skyscrapers and large warehouses were just flat abandoned. And then instead of going, oh, we made a big mistake. Detroit city officials were like, we didn't do it enough. Yeah, and and so they ran these businesses out with tax increases. But here's my question. It's actually two questions. One, if you're going to tax the businesses to give to the unfortunate, how can you give to the unfortunate when there's no unfortunate left because you tax the businesses and therefore because the businesses moved, the poor had to move, how are you supposed to give that money back to them? Two, if you can't run a city, how can you run a country? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, and it's and all of this goes towards um, Representative Cummings and Baltimore. Baltimore's starting to have a lot of problems. Like my grandma was born just outside of Baltimore in the nineteen forties. Really? And every time she would go up to visit Baltimore, it was fine. She was like, "It was a wonderful place," but then she said that it was around. I think she said the sixties or the seventies. She saw Baltimore start to teeter off. And, really? then, and then now she refuses to admit that the place that she was born is even a place anymore sometimes. Yeah, I mean, because wow. this, this isn't the first time Baltimore's even been brought up. There was a few years ago, I remember, um, there was that really big riot in Baltimore where they literally burned, like, a good block or two of Baltimore to the ground. Really? Yeah, it was a Black Lives Matter protest. They... Yes! Yes, I, 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 I did hear about that. Like, um, they were literally walking up streets, breaking into everything, and then they'd steal everything they wanted, and then they'd either completely ransack everything else, or they would burn it to the ground, depending on what it was. Yep. It, it was so bad, the National Guard had to be was threatened to be called in. Yeah, but the mayor of Baltimore, there was this news report. Let me see if I can find it. Um... I, I don't think I can anymore, but, but I, I definitely 
saw it somewhere. Well, she said that we give the protesters room to protest and the rioters room to riot. Oh, yeah. Like, so you're basically surrendering because, oh, free speech is so important. No, they're destroying your city. Yeah, no, I call, um, I remember, because I know what you're talking about. I I called it, um, I called it basically she thinks the purge is real. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, we just give them this section and this amount of time they'll be fine. They won't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then right after that, they did it again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They did it again and again and again because what do you know? If you give Jimmy a car to destroy and then you give Jimmy another car, I think he's going to do the same thing to the the second car that he did, the first car. It's like if unpunished behavior goes on. Yeah, like it goes unchanged. Wow. Wow. It's almost like we're humans. And that's human nature. It's almost like if you don't punish bad behavior, they're going to think it's acceptable behavior. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's kind of like those laws that everybody breaks that aren't enforced. If you don't enforce the laws, what is is the freaking law? I mean, so it needs enforcement. That's what the Baltimore mayor wasn't doing um, to until it got so bad that you said, you know, like the National Guard to be called in. But if, like, Room to protest? Come on. Like, I, 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 I would, mean, I get it if it was a peaceful protest. Yeah, it would be a lot different if literally all they were doing was go was signs, was signs or or even like a like a get together or yeah, like a even a march. Yeah, it doesn't just as soon as um as soon as people have uh, bats and they're ready to blow things up and some people are making molotovs. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, they yeah. flip cars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you have a jump pain. on top of cars, use cones to break doors and windows. That's when you go, oh, that's the line, you've crossed it. No. Yeah, you have a big problem. Well, you, you, you know, I, I recall you saying back in the 70s and 80s was when Baltimore started to go down the hill. It could have been before that or after that. Again, I yeah. don't know. I don't. But it definitely wasn't 2000. Um, it started to go down the hill way before then. Representative Cummings, he's been in power for decades. Decades. He's been a representative for a long time. Yeah, longer than we've been alive. Um, And, you know, you have to ask yourself, if if he's the representative, if he can propose legislation on a federal level, so he has the big bank, um, to his request, should it pass, he can pass a bill for Baltimore right now, and Baltimore can get federal aid which is what it so desperately needs. Yeah, I mean, he can even work with the city of Baltimore itself, because I've seen representatives do this before, is they work with a specific city, especially if they're like him. And his district, while it covers slightly more than Baltimore, is basically yeah. only Baltimore. He can work with the city of Baltimore to go to the federal government and ask for either additional aid or specific types of aid. Yeah, it's called... Um, it's called... Pork barrel, where it's it's where you it's basically jobs and money sent to a district from a representative. It's called pork barreling. Um, that's that's a technical term for it. Um, and there's a bunch of technical terms that I'm sure we'll cover in the show, but but that's just one of them that applies in this instance. Well, well then you ask yourself. So, Dylan, if if Representative Cummings has been serving for decades. If, if, if he's been in this position of power, then 
why hasn't he done anything? Well, let me just, let's just get a clip here of what he actually has been doing. When we hear about stories coming out from you and your agency that everything is pretty good and you're doing a great job, I guess you, you feel like you're doing a great job, right? Is we're, that what you're saying? We're doing our level best in a very What does that mean? What does that mean when a child is sitting in their own feces? Can't take a shower. Come on, man. What's that about? None of us would have our children in that position. They are human beings. It's not the deed that you do to a child. It's the memory. It's the memory. We are the United States of America. We are the greatest country in the world. We are the ones that can, can go anywhere in the world and save people. Make sure that they have diapers. Make sure that they have toothbrushes. Make sure that they're not laying around defecating in some silver paper. Come on, we're better than that. When we are dancing with the angels, these children will be dealing with the issues that have been presented to them. So that so that clip, like, what, what do you think of that? Like, like, you, like you obviously see the Border Patrol and Cummings. Like, I mean, he's. I mean, it's hard. It's, it's kind of hard. I mean, he just const. He he's basically saying exactly what every Democrat is, but it's just I find it odd that he's sitting here complaining about a federal agency and not helping his own district. Exactly. He's like, he's, you're giving them inhumane treatment, but shh, the fact that I'm not helping those within who are being treated like nothing in my own district. Yeah, like, buddy, are you going to help your own people that you actually have the real ability to help? Or are you just going to stick with your talking points and bash the men and women of ICE that are doing their jobs, risking their lives every day to protect the southern border? And according to a bunch of reports that actually aren't treating the migrants badly. As badly as the fake news tries to portray, as badly as the Democrats try to portray. It's it's just garbage. But no, let's just let's just bash this guy instead of you know helping these people in Baltimore that so desperately need help in the United States. Which as he said in the clip, the greatest country in the world. Well, it's the greatest country in the world, but not under Cummings' leadership. I, I, I just, I don't understand. It, he's, it's, it's an enigma. I, I think it's just because I'm, I, I'm A, not a politician, and B, I'm just not like people like Representative Cummings. I don't understand how you can wrap your head around and logistically say to yourself, what I'm doing is fine in my district. That's okay. Not helping them whatsoever, doing literally nothing. That's whatever, man. Whatever. But you, you're doing bad. What the heck, man? What the heck? Yeah, exactly. Well, Trump has Trump has called him out for this because he's been bashing the people of ICE. Yeah, he's he's been bashing people of ICE and he's called him out for this. And so everybody's called Trump racist because Representative Cummings happens to be black. Um, I I, I like I, I must really sound like Lottery Crowder now. Um, he happens to be black, but that is not the reason we hate him. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's seriously, like, he, he knew he was going to lose, 
on merit alone. So he was like, race card. It's because I'm black, isn't it? And, exactly. And then the whole, and then like half, like everyone with common sense is like, no, he didn't say anywhere in there about you being black. Yeah. He was like, hmm, everyone's going, hmm, I don't even see well, a mention of the color black. It's just literally not, not there. Yeah, and they've tried to say that when Trump said rat infested, he actually meant... Like the people of Baltimore. Yeah, the of, people of Baltimore. Instead of the literal term rat infestation. Yeah, instead of, you know, like the, the word before infested, which is just rat. So it's, he's probably talking, according to English, about rats. But literally, you know. Literal, just, um, literal rats, like Master Splinter's people. Yeah, Master Splinter's people, okay. Except, unfortunately, he those rats don't train turtles to be cool ninjas, but... Exactly. Yeah, like, rats, people. I mean, I mean it, it just doesn't... Like, like, I'm wasting my breath talking about this. Um, and so are they, but they're Democrats, so it's they for will, justice for all. And they will literally do it until all they day. can't do it anymore. Yeah, because everyone tells them to shut up. <laughs> yeah. But then they'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, in other news, we have a safe third country agreement with Guatemala now. And we have a, we have a clip of Trump signing the agreement. Um, let's, let's just go ahead and listen to it right now. Well, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. I'm thrilled to be with a very... Uh, very important man in Guatemala, the Minister Enrique Degenhardt. Uh, we are doing a very important signing. It's a historic asylum or safe third agreement between our two countries. It's a very important event. Uh, we've long been working with Guatemala, and now we can do it the right way. It's going to be terrific for them and terrific for the United States. So. This agreement, a safe third country agreement, is basically an agreement with a foreign nation like like Guatemala, um, where you have migrants coming up to your country, and you say, okay, you can't come to this country unless you have first applied for asylum in Guatemala, because Guatemala is a safe third country to go to where you can have refugees and um, you can be safe from your home country, um, which is like your first country, the country that you're traveling through would be the second country, and of course the asylum country would be the third country, which in this case now can be Guatemala. Um, I think we also have one with Canada, but I'm not completely certain. So. How is this? How is this a good thing with Guatemala? Like, like what what will this do with the southern border? I mean, more than more than likely, it was signed for uh, another. Basically, I think it was mainly signed for another reason for to prove that these people just want to come into America. They don't want. They don't really want asylum. They just want to come to America, for example. And yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it was a smart idea because now if there's a Guatemalan caravan, that's all of a sudden. Like, Hey, let us in. Or like, uh, sorry, a caravan from somewhere else. Like, hey, let us in. We can go, but Guatemala said they'll take you happily. And you were much closer to Guatemala. Exactly. So uh, we'll go to Guatemala. And then we can deal with you like later. Which, which, which is what's happening. These these migrants are coming across the U.S.-Mexico border, applying for asylum, when 
what they really want is to just get into the United States. Not all of them, of course. Some of them are legitimately needing asylum. And, and others and others are basically what I but, would call useful useful tools. They're there to just voice boost numbers, but they're legitimately just like, oh, I want to go to America. It's just better. Yeah. Now this isn't all all you know immigrants, but some 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 of these people. Okay, like this is humans we're talking about here. Humans are greedy. These these migrants are coming through Mexico. And then coming up through Mexico to the United States, applying for asylum, totally playing our asylum system, okay? Even if they, because technically we have to let them in, but they're just coming through in droves and hordes and, you know, like, you would think that World War Three is happening in South America with how many are coming. Um, it's, it's completely bonkers, but with this third country agreement, we can now, as you said, we, we, we can slow it down. We can, um, we can basically point them to Guatemala and say, yeah, go there. Yeah, it's basically when you're driving, you have a, uh, a detour. Okay, well now it's a big old detour to Guatemala. Um, so that's what you need to know about that. Democratic primaries are the next episode. Um, I'm going to have Andrew back to talk about that. And yes. I'm sure I'm sure he's pretty excited about that. I'm really excited about it. Okay, like who will win in this race of clown cars? Okay, like may like may the clowniest clown win. It's 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 amazing. Okay. How many different ways can we offer free stuff and bankrupt America? Oh yeah, no. Back to my earlier joke about NASCAR being the one true race. Yeah. This might have to be the most entertaining one though. Yes. Yep. <laughs> may the most radical Democrat win. So I think that's where we are going to end it for this episode. Um, next episode, obviously, both Democratic primaries. One massive episode. You don't want to miss it, so please subscribe. Five-star ratings. Um, I know they have those on Apple Podcasts. We're also on SoundCloud now. And Spotify as well. And all podcast providers across the App Store and Google Play Store. So please check us out on there. Tell your friends and family about us. And we appreciate you listening to us. Have a more perfect day.